Broncos with Mile High Sports Cody Rourke on the Jim Davis Show. And with us right now, the Chick Fil A Breakfast Team phone line covers the Broncos for Mile High Sports and Mile High Sports Radio. Cody Rourke, Cody, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and your better half. Merry Christmas, my friend. I hope uh, hope this holiday season is treating you well. We're going to be bracing for some really cold weather this week, so I hope everybody's staying safe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, keep bundled up and and drive safe if you're heading somewhere for the holidays. Uh, the the death of Franco Harris. I, I know that uh, you're you're a lot younger than I am, and probably you know certainly don't remember Franco Harris playing. Cody, but uh, certainly you know the reputation. You know what uh, Franco Harris meant to that uh, Steeler organization. Yeah, I mean, the Immaculate Reception is one of the greatest moments in NFL history. I think this is probably one of the hard parts, I think, in general about, you know, growing up, you know, probably for you, more so watching him when you were younger. Just being able to see, you know, people you've watched, you know, as they go, unfortunately, with age, they pass away, and we remember the impact that they had, and you know, Franco Harris was very well loved within the Steelers organization. Terry Bradshaw was talking about it this morning on Good Morning Football. He's just a humble giant. Uh, just kind of stinks, though, when you see uh, some of these greats pass away. Getting back to the, or getting to the Broncos, uh, last two games, we've certainly seen the offense start to turn it around. And I think the defense obviously has played a big role in that. Six turnovers the last two games against Kansas City and also the, the win against the Arizona Cardinals. But the commitment to the run game, I think, has been something that needs to be talked about more because there there does seem to be this commitment to the run game. We saw that in Sunday's win against the Cardinals. Latavius Murray, fantastic game, 130 yards, first ever a game ball for Latavius Murray in his career. At the commitment to the running attack the last two weeks, along with that defense setting up this offense, has proved to be very, very fruitful in the second half of football games. Yeah, you know, and especially considering the first half was, uh, Jim, once again, the first half for Denver was rough. We were in the press box, we were saying at halftime when we were trying to get, you know, they give us pretzels, hot dogs, uh, bratwurst, things like that. We're, I was talking with Andrew Mason, I was like, man, thank goodness Russell Wilson didn't play in today's games in the first half because Brett Rippon was sacked six times, hit eight times in the first half. That's simply not what you want to have happen. Uh, but the emphasis was, okay, you know, you're down 9-3. If you can generate some momentum and, you know, get a score, it plays in your head. Denver did just that. But really the run game, as you mentioned, Jim, that was uh, that was something that they built on. And I was – we haven't seen that this year. This was the highest output on the, on the ground since uh, week two where they had 142 yards on the ground total. They had over 170. And I think the combination between Latavius Murray and Marlon Mack I, I like it. I, I think that's a very good dynamic duel between these two guys. Brett Rippon, I thought, commanded the offense really well. Um, but, yeah, the commitment to getting the run game going is important because, Jim, I think we've seen that the Broncos have been so pass-heavy this season. They've been unable to get the run game going. It has been easier for defenses, opposing defenses, to really emphasize the game plan to just, okay, if we can limit Russell Wilson, we're all good. We'll win this game. And that's really what we've seen with the Broncos' offense throughout this season the last two weeks have been a step in the right direction wasn't this what was supposed to be though with the zone running rushing attack with with the the run kind of setting up the pass for Russ and waggles and boots and things like that it just seems like this is what it was supposed to be where Russ would feed off the rushing attack and you're right it, it seemed to be completely opposite it was throw the football over the place 
the running the, the, the rushing attack was very secondary in, in in terms of the offensive approach. And it seems like this is where it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to work for this team to be effective on the offensive side. Yeah, I think that was the emphasis that we had all imagined, you know, uh, earlier on in the season, the offseason, training camp, and it just it simply was never that. Denver came out so pass-heavy week one against the Seahawks. That really bit, that became their identity. Same thing against Houston Texans in week two. And, you know, we saw you can't run the ball against the 49ers in week three. And so Denver really just kind of has had stretches. They've had, you know, I'd say like multiple times a season where they've gone away from the run. They've simply given up on it. And I just think that is – it's not what you want. It's not ideal. It's not sustainable, right? Because we see the NFL try to be so pass-happy. You know, the reality of the situation is the really good football teams, Jim, when you look at it, the ones who are really good, like San Francisco, they have a run game. They have strong defense. They have a strong run game. And it allows them to capitalize on finding balance offensively. And I, I think this is something Denver can build on. Like, I, I'll be honest with you, Jim. Watching the team the last couple of weeks, you know, that late second quarter against KC through on uh, and this past week, I have legitimate belief that Denver can go to L.A. this weekend and beat the Los Angeles Rams. I, watching the Rams and watching the Broncos, I don't see why they can't do it. Yeah, Broncos now a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game on Christmas Day at SoFi. Who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? It's essentially like we're talking about. It's like a, they're a five, five-and-a-half-point favorite, really, when you think about, you know, what, three points normally, you know, goes to the home team as a favorite. I mean, the Broncos being a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, it's almost like the Broncos are close to being a touchdown favorite in that game, and who would have who would have thought that the way things have been going? Uh, for, for two football teams, for the Rams and the Broncos, Cody, that, you know, nobody expected either one of these teams to be four and ten. Nobody thought it would be Russell Wilson against Baker Mayfield uh, on, on Christmas Day. We thought, you know, certainly how this has played out has been uh, dramatically different than what our expectations were to start out this football season. Yeah, I mean, it, we thought this was going to be a premier matchup between Matthew Stafford and, uh, you know, Russell Wilson. Unfortunately, these two guys have been banged up dealing with injuries this year. Um, and ideally, you know, we, I think we all wish that this season would have played out differently for Denver because – I mean, the games that we've just seen, you know, ideally on, you know, in a perfect world, you would have had Russell Wilson playing and finishing out the game against the Chiefs, not getting hurt. You would have had Russell Wilson versus Kyler Murray last week. Um, it just, that's just the nature of the NFL. It's a very, very physical sport. We all know that. Um, and hopefully, you know, like I said, Denver still has a lot to play for. Like, while they can't play for something to extend their season, you know, I think you want to build on things. You want to see what you can do well. You want to get a look at some young guys, which Denver's getting a look at plenty of guys in this situation, especially with Draymond Jones out on the defensive line. But I also think more importantly, I mean, Jim, that, uh, the, the last game of the regular season against the Los Angeles Chargers, they're fighting for a wild card spot. How cool would it be? How nice would it be if the Broncos played spoils to the Chargers' playoff hopes in the last game of the season? I think that is so important and you know what i think denver's got a chance to do it that'd be nice because it could change the the landscape of AFC west molly sports radio's cody Rourke with us today on the team sports network considering the turnaround offensively for the broncos the last two weeks do you now see more of a path for nathaniel hackett to be the coach of this team in 2023 because i'm getting that i'm getting that gnawing feeling that I had with Vance Joseph, Vic Fangio, when everybody's like, they're going to get fired, they're going to get fired, and they don't get fired. I'm starting to get that feeling again a little bit. Or in your in your opinion, is it done? 
he's not coming back. There's no way it's going to happen. Or because of this resurgence, you know, so the NFL, you know, kind of laying down the, the law about teams and how much money they've spent on coaches and how much money they're they're paying guys that they fire. Could this prompt the, the Walton Penner group to kind of go, yeah, let's run it back with him for one more year. We're seeing some things better. Say they, they go out and they win maybe two out of these last three football games and you know and they and they find a way to you know to you know to, to finish the season fairly strong is there now a path with the way things are trending at the moment for Hackett to return in 2023 you know i think that the timing of the nfl releasing that information is very interesting um part of me believes you know here's the deal i think a lot of people's like okay has nathaniel hackett lost the locker room no like, these guys battle. They love Nathaniel Hackett. Talking to guys post-game, you know, in the locker room each week, they, they love Nathaniel Hackett. You know, the, the results have not played out how anybody has hoped for. But, you know, the fact that he is now in this position where, you know, he's not controlling the offense, he's the head coach, and Clint Kubiak, it's in the last couple of weeks, they've, they've been doing some things to get the offense, I think, heading in the right direction. Granted, I'm not, I haven't been very happy with some of the personnel decisions on the offensive line. I had no idea why it made sense to bench Calvin Anderson and put Cam Flynn in the left tackle, but that's just a Butch Berry issue, in my opinion. Um, I, I think that there is some chance now that he could stay on. I know Bronco, a lot of Broncos fans don't want that to happen, uh, but the organization really likes Nathaniel Hackett. But you know, another thing that, that nobody's talking about Greg Penner, he goes around the locker room. He talks to players one-on-one. He talks to coaches one-on-one. And he kind of gets a vibe for things. And I think that's very, very useful information for him because he's ultimately the guy that's trying to implement a lot of strategies to change how things have gone for the Broncos. So um, I think there is a chance and a possibility that Hackett stays on, but it's just so hard to say right now considering how massive of a letdown the season has been due to the expectations uh, and the fact that this ownership group did not hire Nathaniel Hackett. So I think while it's a possibility, I think there's still a good chance that they move on from him. How much does the 18,000 no-shows on Sunday influence their decision? Um, I, You know, to be honest with you, I don't think it's much because the same thing happened in 2019. There was 19,000 no-shows in the Broncos' home game against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think when you look at some of the factors, right, obviously it's, it's two teams that, you know, you had a 3-10 team versus a 4-9 and nine team at the point. Uh, you know, you didn't have no Russell Wilson, no Kyler Murray, you know, so I think that was a, a big part of it as well. I think that they're looking at that, um, but ultimately I don't think that's going to matter as much about their decision that they make. My Life Sports Radio is Cody Rourke with us today on the Team Sports Network. Uh, Cortland Sutton continues to work through the, the hamstring issue. Do you think we'll see him Sunday? Um, you know, I think there's a good chance. Obviously, you know, I'm going to head out to practice here this afternoon at the UCL Training Center. We'll see if he does uh, any light work limited, because I know last week, you know, he was working on the side field with Chase Edmonds. Um, I do think that there is a chance Cortland does return, but as you all know, hamstrings, they are tricky, and they, they definitely impact everybody differently. Um, we'll see. I think that there is a chance, though. All right, a couple of things we want to get to uh, to wrap it up here. Ronnie Hillman in hospice, uh, reported by uh, Derek Wolf and Orlando Franklin, two of his former teammates that work for the fan. Um, just really hate to hear that. Ronnie Hillman's 31. He's battling pneumonia. Of course, he's been battling liver cancer. and uh, But just hate, hate to hear that because he had such an impact, maybe not so much in the Super Bowl, 
But during the regular season, when the Broncos won Super Bowl 50, Cody, hate to hear that for a guy that's that's only 31, that uh, his, uh, his, his life certainly uh, is in the balance right now as he goes through hospice. Yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate news to hear. I mean, it's been, you know, for for exa- you know, example, like last year, Denver lost Demarius Thomas. And it's like, these guys are 33 years old, 31 years old right now. Like, that's just, it, it's not normal. It's not normal to hear things like that. You know, this is the first I heard of, um, obviously yesterday when everything got reported, it was the first I ever heard about, you know, Ronnie Hillman battling liver cancer. You know, 31 years young and, you know, has has had a pretty good career, has had some pretty good moments in his career in the National Football League, and on top of that, dealing with pneumonia, that's tough to deal with. And, and you know, unfortunately, and I hope he pulls through because it's just we're seeing so many young people pass away way too early uh, than they should, and I just think it's just an unfortunate thing. I'll always remember how electric Ronnie was. Like, gosh, he was fast. He had so much speed. Like, he wasn't the biggest running back. He was undersized, but, man, he was a blur. He and C.J. Anderson – they really complemented each other really well. That kind of one-two punch in that Super Bowl Fifty season, uh, you know, I remember the Green Bay game. You know, Peyton Manning versus Aaron Rodgers when the Broncos defense flustered Rodgers for the first time really in his career. People made Aaron Rodgers look crazy, and I just remember Ronnie Hillman breaking off a couple of big runs. He had a touchdown run. CJ had a touchdown run. Like they were a fun duo to watch. And obviously, our thoughts and our well wishes are with Ronnie and his family at this time. And I hope he does pull through. All right, your Christmas wish for the Broncos would be what? Uh, let's get a, you know, have them get another win. Put Cole in the stockings of the L.A. Rams. I don't know if Aaron Donald is going to be playing in this game. I know he's been banged up and injured. Uh, but you know what? You, Broncos, fans, Broncos fans need a win. They need that. And I said, it, I said it last week. I said, you know, the second half has been fun to watch. Broncos fans needed this. Um, and so, yeah, I, yeah, Christmas wish list. A Broncos win on the road in Los Angeles. That would be nice. And also, you know, if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm asking for protection from my offensive line. <laughs> yes, absolutely. After you got to watch uh, Brett Rippon get sacked, what, seven times in that game uh, last Sunday. Are, are you going to L.A. for the game? I'm not. I'm actually coming to Grand Junction on Friday. So All right. I, I decided, you know, it'd be different if they were winning. It's like, you know, that was my thought process on it. It's like, it's Christmas Day they're not, there's nothing for them to essentially play for, so I'm just going to spend it with family. So, well, Very good. Well, have a safe drive over here, and have a very Merry Christmas, my friend. Always good to talk with you. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you guys. Go Tigers. All right. There he is, Cody Rourke, My Life Sports Radio. Read his work at My 